it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still pick to that run that was just the best best run ever Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12. Connor, we're talking about rallying again. We are indeed, Kevin. Favourite yeah. time of the week. Yeah, we have another jam-packed show, we keep saying it, but we do. Uh, we catch up with Aaron Johnson, uh, JWRC uh, Croatia Rally winner, uh, Eamon Kelly. Then you also caught up with Connor Mohan, Walcrite and Patrick O'Brien at the end of the event. Um, then Ronan Comerford very kindly done a vlog for us from the event as well that's you know that's quite good now it's a wee bit special i have to say also to speak to kevin O'Driscoll. we talk about the uh, rally of the lakes coming up this weekend fourth round of the tournament championship it's unbelievable and then we also catch up with gary jennings who tells us about his new fiesta and we also kind of look forward to the mayday rally which his company sponsored an event in the nsgl motor club run as well uh, but I suppose, Connor, before we go any further, we have to pay our respects to Craig Breen. Uh, what can we say? A, a rally hero and a proud Irishman um, is going to leave a very big hole in Irish rallying for the foreseeable future. Uh, you've seen Absolutely. that, like, you know, you've seen that firsthand. You know, like not only here in Ireland but across the world, and you've seen that firsthand in Croatia. You've seen the way that the the WRC family how they reacted to the Craig's untimely passing. Yeah, Kevin, you know, not just a hole in Irish rallying, but a, a hole internationally. Um, yeah, you know, the event, it was incredible how everybody came together before the event. The weight, the 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 feeling that just, you know, everybody was shocked, stunned. Um, it was very evident in the... The service park, it was evident to anybody we spoke to. Um, genuinely, the Hyundai team were in bits, every single person in that team. I mean, they weren't going to do the rally. Uh, it was only that on the, you know, the, 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 and not using this word wrongly, but the insistence of, of, of Ray and Jackie that Hyundai took part. Otherwise, they were pulling the plug. Mm-hmm. Um, and the team struggled. You could see it. Um, you know, then a couple of days in the build up to the rally, everybody was was, you know, visibly shook. Um, mm-hmm. And then how everybody came together to pay their respects. I mean, they marked it on several occasions throughout the rally. Um, and, it, you know, the rally family really came together. The teams came together, the FIA, the promoters, every single one came and paid their tributes. Mm-hmm. And the fans did. The most amazing thing was the amount of tricolors as we, we saw out in the stages and we were asking people, where are you from? And they weren't from Ireland. They were Hungarians. They were Czechs. They were Polish. They were Italian. They were German. They brought posters. They made posters. They made placards. And they might, seriously, they might tricolors. And we couldn't find an Irish person with a tricolor. You know, it was just incredible. I mean, Craig brought us on a journey with them. Mm-hmm. And it touched so many people. 
and involved so many people as they watched and listened to his, you know, stage end comments and his quirkiness and mm-hmm. his just joy and, you know, constantly reminding us he was a lucky boy to 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 be where he was. He never took it for granted. For sure. And, you know, you know, just, yeah, just incredible. Yeah. And like, not only, you know, did he bring Irish Rally into the world, he brought the world to Irish Rally. You know, he talked about Irish Rally and across the world, you know, he made people, you know, Vincent Bonner driving along, Dan Daly, right? You know, quirky, you know, you said the quirky things he said at stage ends, but like he told the world how good our rally was and like for that we'll have to be forever thankful. So Craig, rest in peace and our deepest sympathy to your friends and family at this difficult time. Um, I think without further ado, I think we'll catch up with Aaron Johnson and um, we speak, you know, about you know the the end of last season and the season so far. Aaron Johnson, you're very welcome along to Crunching Gears. Thanks, Gavin. It's good to be back. For sure, for sure. So, Aaron, I think we should start off. You know, at the end of last year, Rally Japan, yourself and Taka on the podium. Like it doesn't get much better than that. Sitting with a Japanese driver in a Japanese car in Japan. No, definitely not. I think the way we finished off 2022 with uh, the podium in Japan was just a culmination of uh, the fantastic year that we had. And like you say, to be to be on the podium in Japan in a Japanese car with a Japanese driver, uh, it's very, very special for not only me, but for Taka and for Toyota as well. So it was a big weekend for us and, and a big weekend for the team. Yeah. I think for you, for you personally, like, you know, growing up in Ireland, you know, we had the likes of, you know, the Austin McHale, you know, Andrew Nesbitt and, you know, the Toyota, there was always something a wee bit special about the Toyota here as well, wasn't there? Yeah, look, uh, growing up in Ireland, like you say, the Toyota was always a, a special car and a standout car for us growing up here. And uh, to be representing them at the highest level of, of world motorsport is uh, fantastic and to be achieving the results that we did, uh, especially in 2022 with the, the few podiums was uh, more than I could have ever dreamed of when uh, we were standing on the side of the ditch watching the, the Corollas pass by. For sure, for sure. And then, you know, going in then to like 2023, stepping up then as a part season, and you're, you're competing the whole season, but the part season is part of the factory team. Does that bring its own pressures? Yeah, of course, every time they, we go out, there is pressure, uh, not really from the team, but just from ourselves as competitors. We we want to achieve the best results that we can. And this year for the half season in, uh, in the factory car as a third driver, for sure, the events that we're doing there, it's, it's important to get to the finish and uh, to score as many points as possible for the manufacturer's title. And we know that uh, this is part of our job, but the events that we are doing in partnership with Seb Ogier also are events that uh, Taka is very comfortable on and and should be fast and, and achieving top results. So like we proved it in Sweden, albeit it was a little bit short. Uh, on Friday, we were you know fighting for the podium and not only that, uh, even the rally win. And, you know, unfortunately, we got caught out, but the the speed was there, and the other events that we will do, like Estonia and Finland, uh, for sure, we will be pushing as hard as we can to uh, to score the points for the manufacturers and and also to uh, you know achieve the best result that we can for ourselves. Yeah, and like you know, at the start of the year, Monday, probably not 
uh, Tigers preferred service uh, come away there with a strong sixth place. Uh, and then, you know, there has been a couple of, you know, issues, shall we say, then. But Croatia, was a, going into Croatia was the whole idea, you know, drive your own rally, get to the finish, uh, rebuild the confidence almost, maybe make the way up on it. Yeah, okay. It, it hasn't been the ideal start to the season uh, from our own expectations, uh, let alone anybody else's. So it was it was important to go to Croatia and uh, and get a result on the board, especially moving into Portugal in two weeks' time when we will be back in the third car to, to score points. So to build the confidence like we did in Croatia and, and still be, you know, on the pace uh, on the majority of the stages, setting top three, top four times, uh, it definitely was good. And it was uh, a weekend that was needed for us to, you know, just settle again and and uh, build a bit of confidence moving into to Portugal, which obviously we'll be targeting and uh, an even stronger result. Yeah, and like we shouldn't, you know, we can't leave Croatia without mentioning Craig Breen. You know, like the way the rallying community has come together over the last two weeks, you know, it, it brought out, you know, it, it brought out the best of rallying and probably the worst of times. The way the whole rally community pulled together, it, it was lovely to see. And Vic, Craig was a good friend of yours too. Yeah. Okay. Um... It's been what almost two weeks now since Craig's fatal accident, and to be honest, Kevin, it's still very hard to to find the words to to describe what has happened. But you know, we went to Croatia collectively as not only you know competitors, but as a family with everyone driving the cars, and uh, you know, I'm quite sure that it was Craig's wish that that we continued to to drive these cars like he so loved to do uh, on the limit and and pushing for every tenth of a second and I think the way that everybody got together and uh, and raced in Craig's memory uh, was was the best thing that we could do and I'm sure Craig will live on not only with everyone in Ireland, but uh, worldwide, because as we've seen with the tributes that were flooded onto social media for him, that uh, you know there isn't really much words to that you could find to describe how special Craig was. And for me, and and not only me, but everyone in the World Championship, like uh, from here, like Josh and Eamon and uh, William and now Paddy as well, uh, that did his first event in Croatia. We will do our best to continue flying the flag for for home, like Craig did for so many years, being the most successful driver from from this island. So, yeah, it's it's still something that's very raw and and something that will take a long time to. You know, heal, but uh, I think we have to keep going, and we just have to keep Craig's close family and and friends in our thoughts and prayers. For sure, for sure. And like you know, you mentioned you know the, the other competitors out there. Isn't this fantastic to see that you know the MI Academy, the, that this initiative has become the envy of the world. Yeah, look what the work that the the guys and girls are doing in the. Motorsport Ireland Academy is second to none to have so many Irish competitors represented at the very top of world uh, rally and uh, achieving results. Obviously, like William, that was leading uh, the junior WRC up until his uh, small misdemeanor on Friday and then 
obviously Eamon being able to to bring it home and, and take the win and Paddy building the experience for his first time and of course Josh as well that has achieved massive things already in, in his career in the rally too and in the world championship so you know the future is bright for for Ireland and for Irish motorsport and uh, you know referring it back to Craig I think uh, you know like Craig was already involved with the academy and just before he went to do his pre-event test, he was helping out the day before he left. So that shows the exact type of a, a, a guy he was. And I think it's important for everyone that we continue to build on this and uh, and do it in Craig's memory as well. Yeah. And like, you know, you mentioned that, you know, this is the great thing about rallying, you know, no matter if you're on the world stage or you're a junior 1000, like you yourself, you were out, you know, uh, helping out in Five Mile Town earlier this year. Like, people in rallying don't forget where they come from they're always prepared to help out you know whether it's a club event you know compete at the highest level you know like there's some young guy starting out comes and asks you you'll help them out that's such a given community yeah you know i think the biggest thing in rallying is you're not racing really anybody else you're only racing the clock and that means that everyone can be, you know, the best of friends and the camaraderie between all the competitors is fantastic. And uh, I don't think it's like this in any other sport. So for me, I got a lot of help when uh, I was younger and trying to make my way up the ladder in this sport. And if there is anything that I can do for anyone, you know, wanting to move forward, uh, I am more than happy to help. And of course, we'll, we'll do the best that I can to, to help them and, bring more people up into the sport from home. And this is also important for me that, uh, you know, to give back and, and to help out, like, uh, because I have taken so much from this sport already. And, okay, I'm nowhere near done yet, but uh, even at this stage, if there's anything I can do to help anybody, I'll be I'll be sure to do it. Excellent, excellent. And, you know, we're moving in now to, like, the, you know, the, the, the summer season. And, like, these new cars, like, you know, we're only a year and a half into the development, and like three manufacturers come up this last year with a clean sheet of paper, and they, there's what two points I think separating the top three in the drivers' championship. Uh, it's phenomenal how that they can build cars so evenly matched and and coming at it from all different sides. Yeah, listen, it's a credit to all the boys and girls, not only in Toyota but over the three teams of what they have achieved, uh, bringing a brand new car with a completely new hybrid system in and, and everyone being, you know, competitive from the get-go. So a credit to them and especially for our team, everyone working in Uvascula and uh, Japan and Cologne, you know, the work that they are doing, it is invaluable. And I can only say thank you to them for for the dedication and the time that they spend to to improve the car and to improve the team that uh, we can go out and be competitive every weekend we get to drive these amazing cars yeah and like you know i suppose the car that started out monday in 2022 for you sitting in it it may look the same to us spectators but it's probably and you know in terms of the, the development it has moved on massively in, in that time yeah, look, it's it's an ever-evolving sport. Uh, the goal is to always improve and to always get faster. And the car that we brought to Monte Carlo in 2022 was, uh, you know, an exceptional piece of engineering and design that 
uh, was completely new. What the boys and girls have done over the last 18 months to improve the car has been second to none. And that has been shown through the results that uh, we have gained throughout last season and, and already this year. So, yeah, every everybody's goal is to get better and to get faster. And uh, the only way to do that is to keep working hard like uh, like we all are. Yeah, and like you know, Hyundai, you know, their team's doing the same. Even the game sport, you know, with with without Tannic now on board, like they're driving forward and all too. Like, you know, this is the pinnacle. You know, this is like Formula One. There's like a team away ahead of everybody else. Rallying, it's 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 a like it's a half spin. It's a a slide wide can lose you the rally, and like that's fantastic, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we want as competitors, that the, the battle is close and I'm sure the spectators view it the same way. So for there to be so many guys starting a rally from stage one uh, up until stage 20 or whatever way it finishes on Sunday, the gaps are very close and uh, you know, you're fighting for every tenth of a second. And I think from a competitor's point of view, that's the best way that uh, you really have to work for it. And uh you know, push to the absolute limit. Yeah. And like even now, you know, like you know, in a couple of weeks you'll be jumping in there in Portugal and you'll be pulling all the belts and the, the Thursday, you know, for going out for the shakedown though. Do you still get the same buzz? Like, you know, back, you know, years ago when you were jumping in beside uh, William Todd and the money, like that was what you wanted to do. Is this does it, you still get that same sensation? Yeah, for me, I have the best job in the world. I wouldn't change it for anything. And, you know, every time you get into WRC car or Rally 1, as as we now call them, it's going to be a good day. So, uh, yeah, every time you put your helmet on and, and climb into the car, it's it's a fantastic feeling. And I don't think that feeling will ever get old for me anyway. And uh, hopefully I have a few years left at the, at the top of the sport to enjoy it. Yeah, and like you know, you know, we talked about coming in now to the, the the summer season and all that. There's some you know classic events coming up now. I remember you talked last year about the Safari Rally. Like that was like a boyhood dream come true. That you looking forward to again this year? Yeah, Kenya is always a a standout event and one that I enjoy going to every year. Uh, last year was equally even more special because uh, it was my first podium and uh, you know I will have memories from that weekend that I'll never forget and going back this year hopefully we can emulate that again and, and get a strong result but you know I remember growing up and, and watching the coverage uh, years ago of the Corollas and the Salikas going through the mud with the animals running to the side and the chopper following them with the bull bars and the snorkel on okay Unfortunately, we don't have the bull bars and the snorkel anymore, but I think the adventure and the, the challenge is equally as difficult as it was many years ago. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, uh, you know, you have that sense of history of, of, of the sport as well. Like, you know, the likes of the Safari or Portugal, you know, household names, like it must be, you know, it must give you great delight to look at an entry list and say, that's me. And, you know, have your name on that, you know, and, you know, you name some of the drivers, you know, the best of the best, you know, you're, you're following in their footsteps. Yeah, listen, uh, when I started this uh, in Five Mile Town 15 years ago at my first event, uh, 
I never dreamt that we would get to the very top of, of the sport. And to be here now, sometimes I have to pinch myself and uh, and be really thankful of what I have already achieved. And hopefully we can continue to grow with myself and Taka and, uh, and achieve even more in the sport. But already where we're at and, and what we are doing with the best car manufacturer in the world being Toyota, it's, it's a very special feeling and a boyhood dream. And... Uh, Long may it continue for me. Yeah, and like that part of that boyhood dream, like had to involve Donegal. We're nearly in June now, you know. Any any chance you make it, Yari Matty, maybe to bring a now Yaris or something over and give it a rattle for three days sometime. <laughs> yeah, I think the the entry's open for Donegal what yesterday. So uh, <laughs> at this stage, I think uh, Yari Matty mightn't even get an entry. So <laughs> someday, hopefully, not only Yari Matty, but it would be nice to get tack over to to do an event and. You never know. Maybe we can get this uh, Rally NI or Rally Ireland over the line in the next few years and uh, it would be extremely special to compete uh, at the top of the sport at home. Yeah. But if not, we'll we'll try and get somebody talked into doing Donegal. Excellent, excellent. And like, you know, you talk about Rally NI, would that not be, you talk about boyhood dreams, you know, that would be the icing on the cake, the cherry on top, whatever way you want to put it, for yourself. Like That would be an amazing adventure. Yeah, look, 2007 and 2009, I was standing at the side of the road with Dad uh, watching the cars go by. And now to think that I'm at that level and and if it does come around to have the opportunity to, to compete at home in a WRC car with, uh, you know, a factory team would be an absolute dream come true. And I know there's a lot of people working behind the scenes very hard to make it happen. And uh, hopefully we can do that uh, because... To compete at home at the top of the sport, I think would be would be extremely special. Uh, huge thank you to, to Aaron there for taking time out to talk to us because I know he's on a very tight schedule. He's off. Um, what do you call it uh, this week? Then back to testing again. So um, I know he doesn't have a lot of time at home. And um, you know the talk of rally NI. Yeah, oh, listen, fingers crossed. We all want it to happen, but wouldn't it be just fantastic for him? to have a WRC event on his doorstep, you know, and to be competing at home. Uh, just amazing. Really would, really would. So, you know, um, you got the opportunity, you know, to sample first-hand Croatia. Uh, you know, it looked awesome on the TV. What was it like in reality? Yeah, it was um, mixed emotions, obviously. So, yeah. to be honest, I'll, I'll be genuine. It was very hard to enjoy it. Right. Um, but having said that, just yeah an, an event that threw up everything like lots of jumps uh lots of high speed the roads uh, like you know when you see the interviews in the chat on on wrc plus or whatever and they're talking about the different changes in the asphalt and the tarmac and stuff they're not messing around <laughs> like it literally is every 50 yards 100 yards there's a change in in, in the surface you know how the ro roads will be made like we drove down roads and stages where Half was uh, on half of the road on one side was asphalt and the other one was some sort of weird concrete mix. <laughs> just incredible. Um, some of it had zero grip as well. Like the driver's guy, there was like a whitey sort of asphalt that they said was like driving on ice. We drove over one of the stages between after the first loop and there were corners there. It would have been any gravel rally you would have gone to. There was that much pulled out on it. You you couldn't see the tar, yeah. and you were like driving over big marbles. So a heck of a challenge for drivers. And as we saw, it you know caught out um Neville, it caught out Lappy, 
Uh, then you had the issue with punctures as well. Um, a very good event, very high speed event. Mm-hmm. Um, was great to watch, and and boy did it keep us on the edge of our seats for a bit as well as the lead changed hands, and mm-hmm. then you know going into the last day, there was this fight building between um, Tanik and uh, what do you call it, Evans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, like it, it had everything to be yeah, honest. And lovely to see Evans getting back to the one in ways, and for Scott Martin, like it was very emotional at the end. Absolutely, like it meant a heck of a lot to to to, to Scotty. It definitely did. Um, and for Evans, you know, it probably overshadowed what he achieved here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's rebuilt his form. He's got a better handling of that car. He had a good, sensible drive, but at the same time, didn't let Tanik close in on him completely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he really did play a very good strategic event kept his nose clean and I think that's possibly a little bit overshadowed with you know mm-hmm. the, the circumstances surrounding the event yeah. and like uh, you know to fair juice to Tannock he seems to have this Puma maybe not completely there yet but well on the route to being refined getting there we we, we had a chat with um what do you call it, Jamie uh McMillan um and Jamie said yep they're making changes they're you know they're trying to give Tannock everything he wants they're not there yet but yeah He's closing that gap. He's getting a good handling of that car. He's getting it to where he wants and needs it to be. And I think it's going to be very interesting second half of the season as they continue to improve that car for him and he continues to grow into that car. Funny, um, I saw a very relaxed Tanak, more relaxed than normal. Um, I saw him chatting to people. You know, you don't normally see Tanak with a smile on his face when, when you know, his game mm-hmm. face is on. And he seemed more relaxed, whether that was just headspace was different due to the circumstances around that rally. But, you know, a, a slightly different tonic. To, yeah, to even the stage end reports, you know, he seemed more at ease with himself, you know. Mm. Too, so, um, And also, Lappi, you know, and, you know, Lappi's had a difficult start to the year. I think he needed that third place finish. That's going to do wonders for his confidence now going forward. He did, and a lot of pressure on him. And in, in fairness, I I think Lappy was was from what I can understand very hesitant about whether he was going to even compete. Um, but he did. He went ahead. He overcame the emotional hurdles, and then all the weight was on his shoulders once Novell went out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big ask. Um, with all of the other pressures and all the other things going on, and I think he 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 really did well, and he kept it together. And again, you know parts of that rally are very tricky very difficult very technical and mm-hmm. there's so many things could catch you out and yeah. you know he, he he got past all apart from one half spin he got away with it all yeah and you know we can you know our own guys you know aaron johnson you know a good run good steady run he you know he's talked all about it uh you know eamon kelly come through it all you know he admits himself he wasn't the fastest over the weekend he had a plan he stuck to it and taking the JWRC one, absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's just an absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, you, and you're right. They did. They sat down. They could put a plan together for this event. And they genuinely did stick to it. And, you know, a combination of improving over the whole weekend and taking advantage of some of the challenges mm-hmm. his opponents had. Um, You know, he kept his nose clean. Uh, a bit like Evans, a very good, strong, steady drive, kept mm-hmm. it sensible and, you know, was able to, to take the win at the end, which was just, you know, uh, from an Irish rallying perspective, it was an uplift after what had been happening. For sure, for sure. And Will Crichton, 
like was it ten fastest times over the weekend? You know, and the, the fact that he missed most of Saturday, like that's phenomenal as well. Yeah, that was incredible. What a comeback! Like that. Mm-hmm. When I saw the video, of the roll, it's like hi, there was so little damage to the, yeah. the Fiesta in the first place. They got that Fiesta turned around and back out again, and nothing was knocking Will or Liam's confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going for gold on Sunday to to get the because they knew points made prizes here. Mm-hmm. And they wanted the stage wins and they really did drive incredibly and um, very visibly fast on the Friday as well. When you watch them in the stages compared to some of the others in the class and mm-hmm. um, very strong drive by them. Excellent. excellent. And Patrick O'Brien as well, too, you know, first time at that level. And I think he handled himself him and Stephen handled themselves particularly well. You know, it was all about getting the mileage. It was all about getting around, finishing the event, you know, the result inside the top 20 at the finish commendable you know and i'm sure patrick knows he can, he can be quicker but this wasn't about showing how quick you were this was about getting to the end building up the medics this is this was vital this is a huge step in his development huge learning curve for patrick at this mm-hmm. event like i i spoke to him after shakedown and he said in the first run at shakedown going over a blind crest and then there's all these flags hanging in the middle of the road couldn't see anything and he breaks you know, things that you wouldn't experience at home. Yeah. Um, so then next time, you know, he was visibly faster again in the second run of the shakedown. I think it was six six seconds quicker or something as he adjusted to, you know, the surroundings and the differences and the huge crowds and stuff. And again, just got faster over the weekend. And you could see it. It was visible on each time. Then on the next loop of stages, he was quicker through the corners or quicker through the jumps that we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, just an incredible, relaxed, calm I think he had a one puncture, so a fairly hassle-free, problem-free drive from, mm-hmm. and he made the most of it. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, there might have been a little bit of reins on him, and and you know, there, there's more in there definitely yeah. from Patrick and Stephen. I think did a brilliant drive. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like you know, like, how little rallies has he done in total like this? And he's yeah. you know, he top finished in the top twenty of a WRC event. That's, Fab, he really is, you know. And then, you know, we can't forget Eamon Bowen and the MJ, you know. Uh, you know, the, the interview you done with him before the event, like, nothing's any bother to you when he just, yeah, I'm here to do a rally, let's get on with the kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, you know, good, solid, clean drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just continued to, to clock in the stage times and yeah incident free had a good run and, and another good drive by him and an mj yeah and, and some cracking times you know to give them their dues like, mm. and and such a professional setup you know like the the separate run by don buckley and all that too top class i just i just i can't it blows me away that those two guys can go and enjoy the rally and, and still set highly competitive times it's, it's brilliant it really is but I know without and, for, oh, sorry, <laughs> you're going to say something. I was just going to say, and, and the fact, you know, still adjusting to the C3 as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, true, yeah. true, true. So I think without further ado, we'll catch up with Eamon to hear about his uh, exploits in uh, Croatia. And then Connor, you caught up with it's, uh, Connor Mogan, Walt Crichton, and Patrick O'Brien from the end of the event. Uh, it's not every day you get to speak to a JWRC winner, Eamon Kelly, Croatia. Owner of the uh, the junior section of the event, what a drive at the weekend! A phenomenal rally. Um, what can we say? Congratulations! I suppose we should start with. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, it's not every day you get to say you're a JWRC winner. Um, they're hard <laughs> to come by. 
Um, no, just yeah, thanks a million. It's pure class and stuff of dreams, and um, yeah, to have uh, you know to, to experience that and be in that position, it's just unbelievable. And I think anybody in Raleigh dreams of it. So yeah, I feel very very lucky and privileged to um, to be uh, to be in that position. Yeah, because I, I like you know <laughs> show me age now, but I remember you how many years ago going around Nahiru in a wee red Corsa, and like the <laughs> the the rally set on you it was nearly like fold it in two to get round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it, it's amazing to think that from those early days in the Corsa, you're competing on the world stage. Like, is it like a pinch yourself moment? Is, like, is it ever you ever look around going, how the hell did this happen? Oh yeah, definitely. It's mad. Like you're, and it all goes so fast because that doesn't. Not that it doesn't feel like long ago, but it doesn't feel like an eternity ago. Um, it was still like nine years ago or something. Um, and obviously things move on pretty quick. But yeah, it's uh, it really is like the stuff of dreams because when you're when you're that age, that's and even up like it doesn't matter what age you are. To be honest, you're always watching the world stage, and um, as a young lad, like you're you know, you idolize it, but you never you never really put yourself in that position. You just look at it and you say, it's the it's the pinnacle. These guys are these guys are really, really good. It's just class to watch and the atmosphere and everything. And yeah, so to be in in the middle of that, it just feels surreal. It's it's crazy. But yeah, you do have to pinch yourself, I suppose. It's it's mad. But um like I said, just feel really, really lucky to be in that position and yeah, just want to try and enjoy every single bit of it. Yeah, I think you know, well, you know, it's well documented. Sweden didn't, you know, go to plan. You know, the pace was good, but you know, one thing or another. So, I suppose you had to hit the reset button. Was there a lot of soul searching done then after Sweden? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we we went into Sweden, and you know, we kind of I was anticipating the thing so much because I didn't know where I would stand, and I didn't really have a set plan as such it was always just well you know we don't know where we're going to lie so just kind of see what that is and take it from there and i probably surprised myself a bit with our pace like we were i think after the first stage or something fourth or you know to be to be sitting in and around that kind of just outside the podium positions um with not much experience was probably more than what myself and maybe others expected so kind of I think in the in the moment got a bit like excited by that naturally as anyone would and yeah. didn't stick to any form of a plan and just said right I need to keep trying to build on this so you know if I push a bit harder I could get into a podium place and mm-hmm. you know naturally when you're competitive you just you just want to you want to do that and you want to push on as much as possible but pushed on beyond just beyond the limit in one corner and that was it, it was all over um in quite a big way so mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, we went off to the event straight away, first day back, and really broke it down, analysed every single thing that we could think about, and ultimately what we came out of it, we came out of it with many things, but one of the biggest things was that you need to have a set plan when you go into these events, and um, also understand that, you know, I don't have the experience that yeah. that you need at times to try and be at that top pace um there's so much to these events that come with experience not you know it's things such as being over the stages before and you know driving just in different climates different countries um and 
I've only raced in Ireland and the UK and I only know that type of driving. So everything's brand new to me. So I can't expect myself to be, you know, up there on that on that pace. Um so yeah, I didn't have didn't have that plan and the plan had to be just try and, you know, drive to the best of my capability and drive maturely and, and make sure that I pick up as much experience as possible and you know, damage limitation, don't make mistakes and um yeah, just gather as much experience for for the following year as possible. And that's what we said going into Croatia. We said like, you know, that has to be our plan. You know, we can't like I said, we can't expect to be racing at the top. We need to mm-hmm. drive maturely and we need to be as clean as possible. And we knew also knew such gonna be such a tricky rally. Um it may seem like as a tarmac rally, it's you know, yeah. I would be well set up for that. We have tarmac at home, so <laughs> but it's not, it's so tricky. Like, it's, um, I think I spoke to Paul Nagel like a, over a year ago and I said, Oh, yeah, could be going out to Croatia, that should be, that should be beneficial. Haven't done everything at home. He said, No, 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 no way, so I was like, you know. It's going to be such a tricky rally and seeing the last two years how much it catches people out and mm-hmm. they said if we can drive maturely and just stick to a good steady pace and and try and um you know slowly build on things stage by stage and you know try and just keep improving on ourselves and get the small positive wins that way mm-hmm. you know you never know where we might end up and thought you know it could be it'd be nice to be up around the podium places come sunday but look obviously the plan we we stuck to it and to be fair not once no matter what situations we got into to be stray from it like there was plenty of opportunities where there was drama ahead of us and we were within a certain amount of reach of saying oh well if we keep pushing we can actually overtake this guy and we said no just stick to the plan stick to the plan and it's something that i said at the start of every single stage to connor and he'd say it back to me and Anytime you're talking to someone within the team, you say, no, we're sticking to the plan. I guess mm-hmm. why you have a plan. There's no yeah. point in disobeying it. No, we need to I, see. And like to have Connor there with you, that is, you know, we know how in tune the two years are, you know, that, that that makes sticking to the plan so much easier because it's it's a unified thing from both sides of the car. Yeah, exactly. You need to be in the same wavelength and you know, not just me and Connor, but Willie Mavidi as well, um, Dad and the likes of John Coyne at the Rally Academy, we all knew what the plan was going there. And mm. um the aim was to stick to it and, and see what we could achieve from it. And um, you know, we didn't necessarily say we have to achieve a certain thing from yeah. this. It was just stick to the plan and drive maturely. And it we had a bit of luck on our side as well. And it was unfortunate to see other people having issues. You never like to see yeah. other competitors fall short due to something that's out of their control. But mm-hmm. look, you know. I suppose that's what I meant when I said there was maybe someone shining down on us that day because we had a lot of luck and mm-hmm. um but we'd also driven a very mature rally and um it paid huge dividends and yeah it ended very very well yeah because like you know it's the old thing you know to finish first first you have to finish and like your plan from the get-go was get you know get the mileage and you know this is more important than the end result it's you know we'll be hopefully be back here next year that we want a good set, you know, a base that we can have next year to to build on then. Yeah, exactly, because you're going through the stages and you know you come around corners and you go, 
I know there's more in that. I know that I, you know, you, mm-hmm. you feel it and you go, I could have carried more speed out of that. Uh, or been a gear up or whatever. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, and you come to the end of the stage and you go, you know, you know the difference between when you've had a good stage and not necessarily a bad stage, but a stage where you could have mm-hmm. been on the edge a bit more. And um, again, we just had to keep saying, no, but just be smart mm-hmm. here and be. Mm-hmm. And I think we did find quite a nice happy medium. Like we weren't, we still had some decent and respectful stage times. And there was a couple where um, we pushed on quite nicely as well and proved that the pace can be there. Um, but we know there's there's more in the tank and that's a good thing also because it, it's reassuring to know that we're not coming through stages and going where, where, I, where is that 10 seconds or where is that I five thought, seconds yeah, yeah. I thought that was mental and then realised you're like <laughs> two seconds a kilometre off the top face yeah. um, and uh, here it's just a matter of time to try and build up the confidence and the, the knowledge to try and achieve that so mm. uh, because I'm not saying I could have gone and done no. that if I wanted, obviously yeah. not. Like, but <laughs> it's something that you just have to work towards. Um, but yeah, that was that's what we went when we said stick to the plan. And yeah, look, it just mm-hmm. it worked really, really well. And yeah, just really delighted. And then you know, going into that last stage, you know, you knew you had like 30 seconds or the lead. Like, was it still you know right? We've done the same all weekend. Just stick to this for even this last stage. Don't get carried away. Don't don't think about it. Just drive as normal. Yeah, it was. It was. It was tough because we came off the end of the second last stage, knowing that we quite a gap. And honestly, it would have been nice just to be put straight onto the start line of the next one. But we had like a, I think like maybe a, a forty-five minute road section into a, an hour and a half regroup. So there was so much time to wait before we could do it. And I sat there with a knot in my stomach the whole time. But <laughs> I, to be honest, I just kept reminding myself that look, you've driven fairly well all weekend, and. Um, we went around this stage the last time and um I was very, actually really cautious the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's so much more left in there. So I was like, just not drive better than you did the first time. Um said there's no there's no way I won't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm well fit to drive a rally car, so just go and enjoy it. And mm-hmm. you just have to keep reminding yourself of that over and over again. So anytime mm-hmm. any bit of doubt crept in, I just said no. Just, <laughs> <You it's> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned your father there earlier, you know, like, you know, Donna has been there, done that, seen it all the Irish Valley, you know, like he must be over the moon with that result at the weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, you share the same passion and I guess he, he lives it through me a bit now, but that's, uh, yeah, to be able to, to share that with him, it's, it's class because obviously back and not too long ago when he was in the, in his, having different success um i understand what it's like to share it with him from that side and it was such an amazing feeling like whenever there was rap big rallies one um you know you're always refreshing results or you're at stage ends and in service or whatever it was and you know what it's like so it's uh maybe a slight reverse role but it's class from this side to be able to to relate that back and yeah it's it's just it's just unreal and look he's I'm very, very lucky to, you know, to have him. But um, yeah, to be able to get the results in, it's it's even better. And you know, you mentioned your team manager there, William Davidi, as well. Like you know, he is a fountain of knowledge. Like you know, no matter where you take in the world, Wally seems to land on his feet and will find his way and find ways of making things happen. Ah, yeah, he's, 
well, he's the master. He's uh, <laughs> he's the life and soul of the WRC. I think he's kind of made a name for himself now. Um, but uh, no, honestly, he's been such a great help to us so far. And, you know, to have an extra person there, um, not only do they take the stress away from different types of jobs and stuff that you have to do because there's so much stuff that needs to be done in the week of these rallies. Um, but just to have someone else there to lift the energy and lift the spirit, um, you know, in the, in the after a long day and you're in the car home and you're absolutely knackered to have someone with so much energy um, to bring you up, it's class. And he does exactly that. And it's all out of passion too. Like it's, uh, he wants, you know, he wants the best for us. And yeah, it's, um, it's a credit to him because he, played such a big part in that as much as anyone and yeah it was just uh it's been great having him there excellent excellent and you know and we all know you know there was a dark cloud over the whole weekend you know we, you know what happened craig has, has reverberated not only in the rally world but beyond but the, the whole wrc the way they handled it the weekend i know sitting at home here it was emotional like i can only imagine what it was like for yourself being there as well yeah, yeah. Here, look, it's it's been a tough week for, you know, the whole rally community all over the world, let alone the Irish. But, um, yeah, when you were there, you could feel that everyone shared the same pain and the same grievance. You know, it was, you know, we all we're all part of the sport for the same reason. Um, we all shared that that pain and especially the Irish. But, um, you know, it was no one was forced to try and put on any form of tribute it was just out of pure pure passion and um and grievance and like you know just that that feeling that everyone shared and whether it was uh one of the top p1 drivers or just a normal spectator everyone felt the same and yeah you got that sense of uh of community there and you know as a competitor going there to have the fellow irish competitors there it was really really great um because naturally it's not it it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing to do either. Um, you know, when we got the news we didn't know if we'd be going at all because it's just a it is a horrible, a horrible piece of news to get. It's shocking and mm-hmm. it's um yeah, it's just like I said, to be to be there in the Irish uh, with the Irish community, it's it's class and mm-hmm. a couple of nights we all went out to the, for dinner together and run the service part, you're always kinda kinda together and mm-hmm. It's um yeah, it's fantastic to feel that type of sport and not only the not only the other drivers but the um the people watching the stages too, seeing the mm-hmm. flags and the amount of people that were actually out there, it's it just makes you feel back at home in this class. Mm-hmm. And like the one thing as well I took from it, like we all knew Craig's love of the sport. That shone through in the tributes, you know, like the the smile, you know, the Sierra, you know, like the, the you know, the stage end reports. So all that, you know, it's left a great legacy behind and you know it's going to be long remembered. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know, you need to you need to love every minute of it. And, you know, I think he really helped uh, to remind people of that. Like just just the art of driving and the feeling that you can get from that and how it makes you feel. Because things get very serious and that can take the enjoyment out of it for some people. But you know, if you go back and personally, I think of how Craig would get back into the Sierra and the feeling and the enjoyment that he would get. Maybe not even the Sierra, whatever type yeah. of historic car it may have been. And because I remember personally, like when I did the, I think I did the Killarney Historics in the Mark II, and the feeling I got from that 
was unbelievable because it was just an end of pure enjoyment, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of how much I actually really enjoy driving. Because out, yeah, yeah. When things are so serious, it can be, not that you forget that, but you're so focused on everything that it's easy to forget it. Mm-hmm. And um, he was such a brilliant example of that. And I think, um, you know, that legacy will certainly live on because, you know, it's it was just so pure with him and so obvious that... Yeah. It's so easy to think of him and remind yourself of how much it, you need to enjoy what you're doing. For sure, for sure. And then, you know, the, the news broke there the tail end of last week. You're going to Portugal in the Hyundai. Oh, yeah. you know, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant would be one way of saying it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, look, I'm incredibly lucky to have the opportunity and I can't thank um, the Rally Academy enough for putting me in that position um, to be able to go to a WRC event and, and learn the stages and, and let alone do it in a top, top car. It's, it's such a privilege. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, again, it's the stuff of dreams. It's, it's been a mad year already. And to be able to go and do this now, it's crazy. And, um, you know, Portugal could potentially be around at the juniors next year. So for me to be able to get to go and do it, it's crazy. And, um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah the experience in itself but um no like i said it's a credit to everything that uh john and the guys at the academy are doing and um you know it's very few countries have i i to be honest i have to think we're probably one of the only countries that have uh, uh, uh we are setting setting the standard there's no doubt about it you know other countries can only dream of what you know what the guys like yourself is getting the opportunity to do yeah exactly and it's you know i've gone um and talked about it with other competitors when they ask me you know what what the deal is and they say you know we could only wish that we had this in our country and there's so many people have said it and it's uh but yeah it is it is truly amazing so i'm uh i'm very lucky to be part of it and the amazing thing is that going from strength to strength every single year you know we're all not only the drivers but the actual team in the academy are always learning too. They're always improving their system. And I've no doubt that for the younger guys who are like maybe 13, 14 now, I, I'd say there will be such an amazing system in place for them in years to come. Um, because, you know, we're all learning off each other. And the guys who are the first sort of people in the academy, they've helped to, um, to build it and build it and turn it into what it is today. So, yeah. I'd say it'll be something, uh, something really amazing in the future. For sure, for sure. And then Portugal is going to be exciting, and then you know, like the, the next round then of the the JWRC, then Sardinia as well, another classic event. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a big, big challenge. Um, you know, we thought Croatia was one of endurance, which it was, but this is going to be another level again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've, I think there's one of the stages in Sardinia. It's fifty k long. And you're doing that and probably that it's like the start of June in Sardinia. So you're God knows what type of heat. 30 plus degrees, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, like I, I sweat and, and in December on stage. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna be like. Um but yeah, they'll need a bucket for me. But um no, the uh that's gonna be a seriously tough event and especially um in the week hours. But yeah, it'll be It'll be class and again one that will require a plan. But mm-hmm. um again, it's gonna be some experience and uh hopefully we can 
again bring a positive result but yeah we'll take it one event at a time for now Excellent. and like you know we, we before we wrap it up like none of this can happen without your sponsors as well it'd be nice to give them a bit of an old name check as well yeah as always um like even seeing the reaction like that some of the guys at northgate got whenever we whenever we won it was class and it's great to give them that uh that kind of reward back and feeling and yeah, you know very very lucky to have all of these guys on board and at the end of the day that's the the feeling that they get of a good result that makes it all worthwhile for all of us and um to be able to share it with them is brilliant and i feel like you've kind of you've uh you know brought something to them but yeah it's i'm incredibly lucky to have all them names on the car and it's um yeah it's a credit to all of them so connor jwrc win how does it feel yeah i don't think it really has sunk in yet uh, connor um but it was a uh, you know we came to rally with a plan and we stuck by it and we kept going and chipping away and then today then we realized we were weren't going to be far off it so we put on a bit of a push and kept going on and kept our nose clean and we came out with the victory. And a you know, tricky enough rally, any moments, any Oh yeah, here like there was there was a couple of moments but there was nothing that nothing that would you be worried about like but um no it's definitely a very tricky rally now. Um the roads are so different out here and lots of gravel pulled out and big cuts in that and um you really have to your notes all have to be right and it uh, for it to for it to be able to carry your speed. Yeah, and I suppose there was a bit of uncertainty over the weather on, on Friday, whether it would rain, whether it wouldn't, and did you opt to take a wet weather tyre in the car? Uh, yeah, we did. We uh, we tried to keep it just, not play it safe, but we tried to always be just keep ourselves covered. Um, if there was any sort of rain forecasted or rain to blow in, we were we were going to be ready for it, because uh, out here, one minute the sun could be shining, and the next minute uh, the rain's on top of you, especially down by the coast. Um, it happens so easily. And then that leaves you a bit restricted then on on you know tire allocation then for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, no the tire allocations. We were we were always thinking ahead for Sunday because we knew Sunday was going to be uh, we we're going to need to have the correct tires. And if we had good tires on Sunday, we were going to be able to uh, put in some good times because a lot of people would just start firing new tires on at the start and then come to Sunday and they've nothing left. So we we done a tire strategy and we stuck by it the whole weekend and uh, it all worked out. And. Uh, what do you call it? News then released for the Portugal, so uh, stepping up yeah. to the R2. Uh, yeah, so we're doing, we're joining the Motorsport Rally Academy for Portugal in the Rally 2 Hyundai, so um, it'll be good prep for Sardinia and uh, now looking forward to getting up Portugal in two weeks. Yeah, and a, a, a new challenge and a new learning curve. Yeah, it's going to be a big challenge now with the heat and uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of force, but now we're looking forward to it and can't wait. William, thanks for joining us. Uh, Rally Croatia is literally just finished. You've just come over the, the finish ramp. What a weekend for you. Yeah, it's um, it's such a tricky rally to get right. Um, a small mistake yesterday. and Yeah, we um, we had a rule, so it's not so nice. But then to come back today, all we could really do is try and show our pace and, and make no mistakes and, and get as many stage win points. And we got all that was an offer today. So. Yeah, it's um, a strong finish um, and sort of damage limitation. But um, yeah, it's been a difficult week in the run up to the to the rally after what had happened. So um, doesn't make it any easier. But I think it's fitting that that he even got the win. And with regards to the championship, how does that leave things for yourself? I think we've we were, we've got maybe about a twenty point lead, but 
to be honest, it's so early in the year and with double points and offer in Greece, I'm just I'm not thinking about it. But of course, it's a nice position to be in, and um, I, I genuinely probably wouldn't have expected it. But um, yeah, it's it's a good position to be in, but a lot lot of work still to do. So I think we just got to focus on rally by rally, um, and the next one's Sardinia. So I've never been there, so hopefully, um, you know, I'll enjoy that and try and do as much prep in the run up to it, and uh, just try and get another strong result. And what do you call it? Just looking back on on the weekend here in Croatia, you know, a dry event, tarmac event, but fairly challenging. Um, pollution on the road was a big issue for a lot of people. Like, you know, what is it like when you encounter that? It's, you know, I, I have to say we drove one of the stages, and it was just like parts of it were like marbles were all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's so difficult. Um, the grip is always changing, even though the road maybe looks the same. And then obviously, whenever the gravel, um, luckily it was quite dry, so not as much mud as last year but more gravel um, and when you're carrying so much speed if you get the line slightly wrong you touch the gravel then yeah you, you end up down the bank like I did but uh, yeah everybody said it's such a tricky rally and um, I said before the event it's one that I'd love to get right so I guess we'll just have to come back and try again and you know obviously apart from you know being able to cope with the conditions etc any other learnings you take away from this event there's always stuff to learn and you know, obviously we'll have to go through what happened yesterday and we'll, we'll do an analysis on the rally and try and figure out um, what went well and what didn't well didn't go well so yeah there'll always be things that we can take out but I think as a whole team in Motorsport Ireland you know, everybody's pulled together this week and um, you know a bit of good news with them and getting the result it's um, yeah it's nice but uh, yeah difficult rally and I'm glad to get to the finish. Patrick Rally Croatia, it's just ended your first WRC event, your first um, time in Croatia. 19th overall, how does it feel? Yeah, it feels uh, fantastic. I enjoyed every single minute of it and uh, can't wait to well, hopefully get again. Uh, there was some, some serious learning to be done over the whole weekend with changeable grip conditions and everything that goes along with the WRC, so unbelievable. Like it was a dry event. The weather, you know, stayed dry considering the recce had been wet and that. But the road conditions were very challenging. What was it like to drive on? Exactly, the white tarmac that they use here is. I can only explain it as like black ice. It was, it's crazy slippy. So you have really, really good grip, and then all of a sudden there's nothing, and it's a slight moment, but you start to get used to it and, and slide the car around on it. But uh, nah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and even in places where there were a lot of cuts, there was an awful lot of gravel getting pulled out onto the road. Um, you know, there was a few drivers that made comments that it was nearly like a gravel rally in places. Um, how did you find that, especially you know, on slicks, etc.? Ah, exactly. It was. Uh, I think you have to go in the cut. Uh, like if you don't, you're off the road. So the cuts were huge, and even breaking, they were breaking the sides of the, the tarmac road. They were cutting that far off the road. So it was a different experience. But yeah, at least we know no for again. And you had a wee spin as well. Exactly, yeah. We had a bit of a spin and uh, an Austin Powers moment. We were back and forth a few times trying to get going, but look, we got away and then and no sweat. Yeah. And any other incidents or a fairly clean run? No, it was fairly clean to be honest. Like The objective was to get around and no rally too. And that's exactly what we've done. And some stages we had some nice speed when we were comfortable and yeah, happy enough. Yeah, everything went to plan. Congratulations. Yep, thank you very much. Uh, Connor. I can't thank you enough for you know what you've done there. That coverage from 
pre-event in Croatia and then you know the post-event. Thank you very much, and I'm sure everyone you know listening will enjoy you know catching up with those bits as well. Uh, also, Ronan Conworthford was over there, uh, you know, behind the scenes, and he done a vlog for us. And like the passion that this young guy speaks with about rallying, he is a joy to listen to. Um, he he is dedicated. He is he must live and breathe rallying. Um, he was under immense pressure, you know. The, the work he was doing over there, so I really appreciate him taking the time to do what he done. Uh, so, Ronan, thank you very much and enjoy this here. It's, it's a fantastic listen. Hello and welcome to Zagreb here in Croatia. We are here for round four of the FIA World Rally Championship. And of course, there is only one person on our minds this weekend, and that is, of course, Craig Breen. Um, we are rallying this weekend in Craig's memory, um, all cars carrying different tributes to him um, and we were here to make and do him proud. Uh, so a little vlog for myself um, as I come out to Croatia this weekend to do some support with the Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy team and also some work with the FIA Junior WRC crews as well. Um, it has been a really... Um, good few days so far. This is now Wednesday. We are getting ready to start shakedown this morning at 9 o'clock uh, for our ceremonial start procedures um, and some other tributes towards Craig which will happen later this afternoon. Um, so I've done support on Tuesday and yesterday uh, for the MI Academy team. Um, I'm basically just meeting them on recce, uh, making sure that they are well fueled um, and getting some insights into the stages. Uh, the conditions they're in, the characteristics of them um, and just different bits and pieces of what to expect for the weekend. Uh, I also managed to drive one of the stages um, and I seen how they were, the ruts were already being uh, taken um, and cutting had already been started. Um, so it'll be interesting to see now how the weekend progresses because there is areas on the stages that, um, that drops off the tarmac we shall say. Um, and also that whenever you're coming back onto it from the from cotton, there is very high risks of tire damage or punctures as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, everybody uh, manages their um, their rally this weekend because it is tricky in places. Uh, some pollution pulled out onto the road, some quite mucky and rutted sections, as I say. Um, but other than that, we have a really good um, baseline of what we want to expect and get out of the weekend. So. Um, as I say, it's Wednesday morning here uh, in the service park, um, so it'll be interesting to see how it progresses and uh, looking forward to keeping you up to date over the weekend. So we're at the midpoint here uh, in Rally Croatia this uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, we have four stages completed um, and the role this morning was to be in among the, the team um, analysing the times of uh, all the WRC2 crews, but in particular our own crews um, and analysing how we are going to uh, change some setups and different wee issues that we've that been having um, and how we're going to implement that for the afternoon loop. So it's been a pretty productive morning. Um, it's uh, a good insight into the in-depth and the technology that we have uh, to go by. So other than that, it's uh, it's going well. So we will get ready now for the afternoon and uh, hopefully have a good run to complete day one here in Rally Croatia. So the end of day one is upon us and we are here in the service park ready for uh, flexi service now uh, before Park Fremont tonight to complete the first day of competition here at Rally Croatia. 
So what have I been getting up to today? Well, this morning we started with the four stages to be run again in the afternoon. But we had some uh, technical issues to deal with and it was nice to sit in with the team and operate and see the uh, different information coming through, both from WRC um, and through the various other platforms that is used uh, to uh, manage uh, every crew uh, as they are out on the stage as well. Uh, luckily, we have had nothing major um, and it has been a really good, uh, productive, positive um, and a good step forward in uh, development here from Motorsport Island. Again, uh, we are back um, from the first round, obviously, that the Motorsport Ireland Academy team has competed in. Um, so this is the round two of the calendar, um, and it was nice to work with Patrick and Stephen as well today, uh, where we got to do some case notes and uh, different areas on that side of things as well. I also got to meet with the president of the Croatian National Sporting Authority, uh, Davrin, uh, where we talked about how the academy operates, um, how uh, I got involved with the sport, um, how uh, the different activities of the, the academy um, has within it and the different areas that we are trained in uh, on our development days. Um, it was also good to meet with the president of the Slovenia a National Sporting Authority and the president of the World Motorsport Council uh, to hear their views on the rally um, and of course how we operate as Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy. Um, and also to hear about the world of motorsport in general and the different areas and aspects that they are working on uh, to evolve sport and bring it into the next level. So it's been uh, productive to say the least. Um, a lot has been happening, um, so uh, keep you updated as we uh, go through the weekend. But for now, uh, on Friday evening, um, it's here in the service park over by WRC Promoter, um, which I have been uh, happily to uh, get to walk around and see everything that goes on here as well. Um, so yeah, it's been really good, um, productive day. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and Sunday. So. Here we are uh, on Sunday at Rally Croatia and we are about to uh, finish the rally for the day, for the weekend. Round 4 has definitely lived up to its expectation, it's been really really good and it's been a great privilege to be here. Uh, getting an insight into the team and how it operates at this level is a completely different uh, ball game as to what I've been used to so it's nice to be able to have an insight into how this operates and uh, to get some tips and tricks from different uh, WRC teams, our own team um, and uh, of course the Junior WRC as well. I particularly spent some time at Junior WRC this weekend uh, getting to see how uh, it operates, uh, particularly speaking with Maciek, I am Sport Poland's director, um, and uh, getting an understanding into uh, the ins and outs of uh, Junior WRC. Of course, um, obviously we have our two of uh, our own drivers, William and Eamon, but it was also nice to get to talk, chat with some other um, drivers as well uh, to see what their take and thoughts is on the event and how they uh, go about operating within Junior WRC. Um, so I've been quite a few places and throughout the course of this mini vlog you would have seen and heard of me talking about different things so it's uh, it's just uh, now to sum up what I've been uh, to do uh, what I've been doing sorry um, and it's it's something that it's uh, never took for granted it's a great privilege to be able to do this and um, yeah it's uh, all about the consistency and hard work so uh, keep it keep it up and uh, hopefully we'll be we'll be here sometime um, so now all it is uh, that's left to say is we will now uh, head towards the uh, regroup zone which will take place at a remote location today and um, so we drive now 40 minutes up to up north of Croatia uh, to it 
um, and uh, meet the crews as they come off the uh, stage before they head into the final stage, which will be the Wolf Power Stage. So, as I say, all that's left now to say is uh, until we do that, um, it's been a really great privilege and uh, thank you very much for um, you know watching the vlog. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something from it. Um, and as I say, it's now time to head back to Ireland uh, to compete test Rally of the Lakes. Uh, they're uh, ready for the next round of the Irish Tarmac Rally Championship. So I'm looking forward to that. So thank you very much for uh, listening and uh, we'll see you at the next round uh, very soon. Thanks very much, Roland. Uh, last weekend we had the Maiden City rally up in uh, Shackleton, and Derek McGarrity took the one. Great to see Derek back to one where he's like, I don't know how many birthdays he's had, but he's had a few. <laughs> so great to see that. And I put another one in the polo. Uh, a great wee event is, um, you know, some the top line drivers out there. You had Desi Henry, Gareth Sayers, and all out there too. So. It wasn't an easy one be known manner means. Uh, Hannah Davidson was on with us a few weeks ago there. She finished second with Jock Armstrong there in the spi spi spicy side rally in Scotland. So well done to them as well. This weekend coming then we have the Rally of the Lakes and also the May Day Rally up in the Inniskillen. Um, I caught up with Kevin O'Driscoll who will tell us all about the, the Rally of the Lakes. Kevin and O'Driscoll, we're ready for round four of this tournament championship. It has been unbelievable this year so far. It's, it's hard to believe we're almost at the midway point. Yeah, uh, we're actually past the midway point, which is where he finishes um, and all on to the goal from there. Yeah, it's been, you know, fairly, fairly hectic there for the last two weeks with, you know, with West Cork and Circuit and now into Clarny again, so all within a month of each other, you know, so the action is, uh, the action is hot and heavy. And I suppose, to be honest, it's, while it might be logistically a nightmare for drivers planning stuff, but at the same time, you know, it's probably good they're getting a lot of seat time in between as well at the top level. So it's probably keeping them all fairly match fit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, we spoke to Marion and uh, Andy and Callum after the circuit, and Marion was kind of thinking maybe that he kind of lost out on, you know, not doing the circuit carry the previous week. But that's yeah. going into Killarney now. They're all going to be they're all going to be coming in the same time out of the car. Yeah. So yeah. there's going to be no excuses come Saturday morning. No, it wouldn't be now this stage because their last outing was was the circuit. So it'd be just mm -hmm. interesting to see how it goes. I know um, I just see there today that um, I think uh, Johnny and uh, Daisy were out all right. Mm -hmm. They made the city stages. Uh, no, Johnny didn't finish, but uh, so like they'll probably have a little bit more seat time gain since that again. You know, mm -hmm. and you couldn't you couldn't rule out a good result for the meter. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. There's a kind of different dynamic with Killarney as well. I think it's um, you know as far as forty second running of the valley. So. He's been around a long time now as well, and you know, an integral part of the championship. It'll it'll be interesting because there's a few little oddities about the rally that you know that you know people might not always be aware of. Like it's not for start, it's not Josh's luckiest rally. It's it's yeah. one that he's really struggled on over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, not a great finishing record or whatever, you know. And it's, I know he got second last year. But that was all by default in some respects with what happened because he struggled from the start last year with third mm -hmm. choice and stuff. Um, but obviously Callum has a couple of good results there. Sam is the one really with the form in, in Killarney. So it'll be just interesting to see. And I think the whole Bearer stage thing as well is, you know, that 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 uh, Saturday loop, it's, it's, it's tough stages. And if you remember going back when uh, Manus won the rally there in 2018, I think it was, Rob mm -hmm. Barrow pushed him all the way in the R5 yesterday that year, you know. So mm -hmm. Rob is somebody I'd feel could be there. I think Rob and Sam have, a, have if they want to make a championship, break this is where they have to do it because i think it's 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 the one rally where both i think have should have an advantage over their 
their immediate opponents, I think, based on past history and our past results on the event. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Like, Rob has two events in particular and throughout the year that he always goes well, as West Cork and Clarney, the two that seem to suit his style more than the other events. And like, as you yeah. say, Sam, I think Sam has won it twice of them. Uh, Sam has won it twice, yeah. yeah. And he was uh-huh. third, I think he was third once, and he was fourth three times or twice, yeah. or twice something like that. And mm-hmm. Rob has finished second or, second or three times, 15, mm-hmm. 17 and 18. So once Sam actually, so... You know, those two guys, I think, um, you know, obviously Sam with his previous winning on the rally and and Rob, it's a, with, again, the bare stages, I think, are the ones that could, you know, we'll give you tell a lot, the early part of that on Saturday morning, like Mods Gap, is a bit like Ring in West Cork. It's just, it's a well-known stage. You're probably yeah. not going to gain huge time on that stage, but I don't think he passed on to our groom in particular, actually, and in Cod's Head, you know, they're, they're fantastic stages, they're brilliant, brilliant stages to even take photographs on and then say drive them, you know, I <laughs> yes. think they're actually mm-hmm. fantastic, they're epic. So I think it'll be just interesting how, how see how that will go. No, as I said, they're tough. Some of mm-hmm. stages obviously won't be in any, any walk in the park either, but no. I think the winning, I think whatever comes out of Saturday in terms of, um, you know, whatever way they settle down after Saturday, I think you'd probably, I, I'd be surprised if it changes a lot after that, you know, I yeah. know it's a long day Sunday too, but I just think to prepare it could be a bit of a shakeout. Yeah, I think, yeah, the Saturday stages will kind of sort them out and then it'll be, you know, almost get through Sunday. But, you know, we, we're kind of forgetting, you know, the elephant in the room here. Rob Duggan and Apollo, you know, Malls Gap, we've seen what he can do it in an escort. What's it going to go like in an R5? Like, you know, we're at uh, 2017-18, Donegal, first stage in the Fiesta, and he was right. fast, fast as R5. Like, mm. it, it may not have the same seat time as the other guys, but he has a natural talent behind the wheel. Yeah, I think so. He's, look, he's, he's seriously talented. I mean, there's no question. Um, Leah, I, I do think maybe the seat time, no, Keith Cronin was the same. Keith could hop out of a car and mm-hmm. after, or hop into a car after maybe two years out to be quick. Rob won't be a lot different, and you know, you could be sure to be testing going on there as well. I think mm-hmm. he'll, you know, go into his gap. He'd pop, the only problem, I, as I would see it, is, and if it's a problem even, it's just that. Models being the opener is a pretty fast stage. I don't think you'll gain huge time on it, no matter how fast you are. And plus the fact uh, the escorts are probably going faster, you know, really yeah. than than True. than the polos. So I don't know how much time you could actually squeeze out. A lot might come down to tire tire on that Models mm-hmm. gap stage anyway. First time round, obviously when you go down to TD Pass, it'll be a different story. I think if Rob needs an advantage, I suppose best place for him to start off is on Models gap and. Mm-hmm. You know, get get some kind of a buffer even, you know. But I think Mars Gap is that kind of a stage now has gone so wide over the years, you're probably talking you'd be lucky, I'd say, to see what eight or ten seconds between any of the top ten in yeah, total, like, you know? last year like uh Devine and Fisher were, you know, two to two to tenth of a second, they couldn't be yeah. separated, you know. And like that yeah. is that is surreal. It is, it is. It's, it just shows the pace they're at and how look it just shows how how precise everything is, you just have to, you have to be on the ball, you have to be, you have to be wake, wake up and be ready to go. So that's probably, that'll be Rob's, I think that'll be Rob's biggest um, advantage in that sense, I suppose, starting with something like Moz Gap that he's good on, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it doesn't matter, he won't be hanging around anywhere. No, no, like, you know, I, I, I sent Mary in a wee cheeky uh, message, you know, you'll be keeping a wee eye on Rob's dog and his time on Saturday morning. He says, we hope, he would think they'd be keeping an eye on him for the whole weekend, you know, like, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's three runs, I think, over Mods Gap as well, so mm-hmm. well, there's three runs over, uh, what is it, 16 stages in total, so that's almost a quarter of the rally really on Mods anyway, but, uh-huh. you know, I mean, look, Malik Beam is another one, that's probably one, that's another specialised, like our groom, it's a very specialised stage, I think Gordon again is possibly there as well, I'm not sure, some of the afternoon stages, but but those three stages would be notorious for shaking out um, uh, a field. You know, there there are some people who, who can go well 
on Gurton again. Gary Jennings is somebody who swings to mind, even though he's not there this weekend, but he's just mm-hmm. love Gurton again. His times just be incredible on it, even in the group in car. And our Goom again, you know, I think Sam, that's one of Sam's stages, to be honest, which is one of the and Rob Barable last time. Mm-hmm. And Balak Beam, of course, is, you know, I can't remember who was, who went well on that. I think it's Callum actually was, was going strong in that stage yeah. last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a very difficult stage as well. So they're three in particular that, you know, probably would better nature, they're a bit, bit tougher stages, they're a bit more tricky and, you know, yeah, I, 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 you know, they will reward somebody that's really brave. Mm-hmm. I know, as I said, Josh has had, I think he's had problems in our room before, and probably, I think possibly Carl's head as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, his best result was second last year, up to that six is his only other result there. So yeah. it'll be it'll be a test for him now, regardless of his the form. And if his form is good and he gets off to a good start there, then he will be hard to beat as usual, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's the one that, I think it's the one that he'll come under the most pressure in all of the remaining rallies. This is the one rally, I think, if, you know, if there's a rally you catch him on, it'll be this one. But I'm sure we said this before as well. So, yeah, <laughs> so. What, what I've seen with, with you know with him, Josh, over the last two seasons, like he knows how to drive a rally now. You know, whereas mm. before he would have been very gung ho and one thing and another. Yeah, he knows now to play the percentage game. You know, yeah. he will he will still be there at the finish. He will get, <clears> and, you know, third. And if you know if things fall, yeah, he takes his points now. Yeah, yeah points. He, that's from getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah because that wasn't the Josh of old, but it has been uh-huh. definitely for the last year and a half. And uh-huh. you know, even and and it, it it had its rewards from last year. You know, in a couple of rallies where mm-hmm. you know there was late retirements and moved him up the field because he was there in the hunt and he was he was there to take advantage of that. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely a maturity he's driving in the last eighteen months, definitely without a doubt. Was like yeah, because like Donegal like uh, twenty twenty two like on the Friday morning he was nowhere bad tire choice. The mm. rally, the rally was gone. Sunday evening, he sprayed the champagne. You know, like yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it, and it's just as I said, to finish first. First, you have to finish, and you know he proved that last year. So, and mm-hmm. he start, he's doing it again this year. You yeah, know, that's great. And and you know, like it's it's not just himself. You know, Andy Hayes is playing his part in that their team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it takes huge commitment from both sides of the car. Oh yeah, I mean, there's obviously confidence in both sides. Uh, you can see that with them; they they work really well as a team. You know, mm-hmm. I say they're they're practically unbeatable as a team. It seems at the moment, you know, they really are. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Anybody who beats them has to have a drive drive an eleven tins rally almost. You know, that's just yeah. the way it seems to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, it, it it'll be interesting. Like obviously, Callum then, you know, will having won the rally last year, and you know, will I'd expect him to go well now. He's tail up after after the circuit so, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marion is there. Marion, you know, Marion will be quick anyway. To mm-hmm. Like last year was his first, I think, proper go at it. I think he had problems in 19, but he got fourth last year and mm-hmm. probably felt he could have done better. He probably got off to a bad start last year as well. You know, you have Johnny Greer. Johnny, like a third last year, so that was probably his best result. But again, he's been very consistent. Um, yeah, and he got a run on the stages goes. there and the, the Sorics as well, too, you know, which. Mm, that's right, know, yeah, exactly. Uh, so those stages uh, will be um, familiar yeah. to him as well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Desi, third and fourth in the past. So it's like, you know, again, he's capable of more. I mean, once he gets more settled into the Citroen, you know, Declan Boylan is different. Declan, Declan and Gareth, actually, the two of those in the top 10. Declan has no form at all when it comes to Killarney. He hasn't oh. really done any Killarney very mm-hmm. often and hasn't had a lot of luck on the rally. And same with Gareth, actually, would you believe? It's, it's, that's, that's so strange, considering you're oh. tarmac champion, but best result he had was six of us, so, you know. Um, <laughs> it, again, it wasn't one of those events that was particularly kind to in the past, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been, you know, it's been about 10, over 10 years since Gareth was there, and Declan has only done it two or three times in the last 10 years, so, you know, mm-hmm. it'll yeah. be interesting to see how those guys get on now as well. You know, they've had a, you know mm-hmm. I suppose, a mixed enough start to the championship themselves, but, yeah, they're experienced enough at the same time. 
Yeah, that's for sure. And it's great to see a young ring back and, and you know a frontline car again as well. You know, he's he's doubled in the story his last few years there as well. To see him back in the yeah, pool, you yeah. know, like you know, unlikely he's going to win the rally, but you know, like, he, he, you know, we keep on his times there. You'll be there, maybe top eight, top ten, there, thereabouts. Ah, he will. I mean, Alan, Alan has finished like Alan has finished in the top ten several times in West Cork. Mm-hmm. He's like second overall one year, so yeah. you know he knows. But and again, he's like he's a bit like um, Josh, and like you know he'll finish a rally. You know he won't see Alan not finish. Yeah. He get there and, and if mm-hmm. he's you know, he get he'll get a good result on the back of that. One thing that's interesting as well, looking at that entry list, is the um we're talking about uh, West Cork and the number of Sitchins and in circuit, but it looks like the Polo is the car for Killarney. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's I think there's eight or ten of them there on the list in total. So uh-huh. yeah, the Sitchins have kind of disappeared a little bit on this one. There's no Cahan obviously, but uh-huh. and a few other guys. But um, yeah, there's a lot of Volkswagens on that on that list. Yeah, that is for sure. That you know, and yeah. it's just amazing. Like one good result can swing them back around again too. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, there's a know, certain car for each event. Exactly, and then you know you've still got you know Joe McGonigal, Aaron McHale, uh, Brendan Comiskey, Jason Mitchell. You know all those guys is going there thinking you know they they like to be nipping into the you know the the lower reaches of the top ten at the very yeah. least. You know so. Oh, they would of course, yeah. I mean, they would have all had form in the past. Joe McGonigal mm-hmm. is another one. You know, been uh, sorry, uh, what's uh, what's I see on that list as well? Actually, just cut my eye, but actually Michael Boyle is down at thirty. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would expect he'll be. He'll be quick enough as well, you know. Mm-hmm. The two guys, Darrell Aaron, of course, has won the valley twice in the past. Yeah. You know, he's on the he's down at this era bit as well. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. There's there's a nice um there's a nice kind of uh list of cars there. And you know, some guys that we haven't seen out for a while and it's good to see them back, you know. That's for sure, for sure. And then, you know, we're not even haven't even touched on the the, the modifieds yet. You know, yeah. we we've got uh, Eves, Kiernan, Murphy, McKenna, Jason Black, Chris Armstrong. Barry Mead, yeah. Eddie Duggerty, you know, Jack Newman. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, again, that's it's they're all supporting it well this year. I think uh-huh. Daniel, I don't think Daniel is starting actually, uh, I think Daniel is oh. not starting, but the others okay. um the others are out there, yeah. And like again, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin has always gone well. I think I don't have the previous results to say for the for uh, the lakes there. Kevin mm-hmm. is very, very fast, but not lucky. So I think the same could apply to Gary Kiernan and then Connor Murphy, of course, mm-hmm. crash West Cork, but it's local to him now. He'll be he'll be looking to go hard here now and yeah. he could be somebody to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously Jason Black and Chris Armstrong on good form as well at the moment. So you know, Barry Mead can't rule him out either. Barry's oh. always quick. Yeah. And again, this is probably territory he likes and he's familiar with and uh-huh. has had good results in the past. For sure, for sure, you know, and like Barry, as you say, like the, the knowledge from Clarny, this it seems to be one of those events that seems to suit suit his style as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, it is. I mean, look, it's, it's, he's a brave driver anyway, mm-hmm. and I think those stages will suit him. And I think all those guys we've mentioned are, are like that. They're all, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're all pushing each other to the limits there, and you know they've. They've had good days and bad days in Killarney, like, but at the same time, there's any one of those guys are capable of taking a top result. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be just interesting, and I suppose I should have looked at it before we came on air, um, just to see if you combine the results over the years between Modified and, and Mainfield, you know, who had who's who's done the best of that. It'd be just an interesting experiment, maybe prior to Donegal, but because, um, Obviously, some guys before the results were amalgamated could have been running well inside the top ten, but mm-hmm. you know, as I said, we just interested to see what their pass record would be like. Sure. But we can be certain sure there'll be at least one or two of those guys finish up in the top ten. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, you know, like you know, the top modified will be at, at the worst eighth or ninth, I would think, if not yeah, higher. I think you know, so. Like so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I think so too. I, I I'd be expecting that myself too. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. if the if the weather's favourable as well, you know, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the long-term forecast, know what it's like yet, but mm-hmm. that would mean anything when it comes to Clarny weather. It could just change and drop a hatch. Just, just, uh, Clarny is one of those, 
Coat Owlsley, maybe it's Peninsula or whatever, but yeah, it, it can be, kind of yeah, area. Yeah. yeah, you can have you know you can have dry stages, wet stages, just all within a loop too as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's particularly and even even the difference you can find between Hakan's Head and our Groom two coastal stages, mm-hmm. they're just so two very different stages. One is very fast and flowing, and the other is like extremely tight and twisty in places and just difficult. So you know you're going to get two. Two very difficult, and of course you are also going to have the Healy Pass, which of course you know you're, mm-hmm. you're starting low, up high, and back low, low again, and you've got mm-hmm. different conditions there dealing with that as well. Yeah, for sure. And like you know, again, we haven't really spoke. We know we have kind of skirted around as the championship. Uh, like the great thing is three different winners. Uh, it's left the championship. It's not going to be a one horse race. It, it, it really is the championship that keeps on giving. I know we keep saying this, but it. We we are blessed with it. Well, we are. I mean, look, we just said it there. We've three three winners in three rounds, like our, our top three seeds in the rally. Mm-hmm. But then you can look down to the next three after that, and you're talking about a guy who's won the rally, a guy who's led the rally, and a guy who's capable of winning a rally. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, in in uh, Sam, Robert Barb, and Johnny Greer, and of course you Rob Duggan did as well. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. who's to say Rob couldn't do it? I mean, Eugene Donnelly kind of came out and. Blew everyone away in Clarny about 20 years ago, I remember, and he wasn't long inside the WRC at the time and mm-hmm. wasn't getting a lot of seat time. But yeah, yeah so, you know, so if he's brave enough, and again, it comes down to tire choice, weather conditions as well, you know, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And obviously, local knowledge will help a little bit. But I think uh, I think Rob might be up against it, but he's an extremely talented driver. And, and if he's if he's hanging around there close by in the first eight, then, you know, you could expect a big result. Yeah. And like, you know, if, if the Willer is consistent over the weekend and it's a consistent tire choice over the weekend, I think if he, the longer he, if he's, if he's in with, and, the, and a shout of it comes Sunday afternoon, I think he he will be the, the man to watch. And, you know, if there's five or six seconds going into it in the last loop, I, I would favour him. Oh, I would too. I think, yeah, he, I mean, like as I said, he's, he's extremely talented. He's just not out probably often enough for, uh-huh. for us in the mindset himself. Probably, he, you know, he'd yeah. be, um, He'd love to be out more often as well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to see him out more often. Mm-hmm. As you said back, he's in based on Johnny Gall in the R5 a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's he's a good driver. Look, it's, it's great to see these talented drivers out in the boat and, you know, like to see all of them out, out more often. And we're lucky that we're seeing quite a number of them out there this year anyway and every round to date, mm-hmm. you know. Because, you know, we've seen it, like, you know, in previous years, maybe at decent entry in Galway and then maybe the circuits maybe not as good and one thing and all. But it's, it's, it's then consistent this year, which is great for us as spectators, great for the championship. And you know it must be a great buzz for the drivers too that every rally that's so competitive. Yeah, so there's proper racing going on there, and I think maybe what's helping it slightly as well is, you know, Touchwood so far the retirement rate has been relatively low as well from the top guys. So the incentive is there from round to round guys are picking. If you're picking up points all the time, mm-hmm. then you will be incentivized to get out and go and go again. Whereas obviously if you have a couple of retirements, it's kind of hard to motivate yourself and get out after round four, mm-hmm. regardless of what the event is. So. I think the fact that the retirement rate has been relatively low so far, I think it's probably contributing to why we have such battles at the top end of the field as well, and long may it continue. That's for sure, that's for sure. And then, you know, touching on then the historics, you know, like that's been a fantastic championship up to date, you know, so far this year. And I think Killarney's just going to, it's going to continue on. You know, they're at their halfway point now. They, they This is their round, this is round five for them now, isn't round it? Round five out of eight now. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they, yeah, so they are at halfway already, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting, and what's probably interesting in some respects is that the entry is actually smaller than it has been for the previous couple of rounds, um, notwithstanding the circuit in terms of numbers. But it's what's really interesting is it's the top UK drivers, drivers are all actually back over mm-hmm. and competing, and they're you know, I mean, if you look at the Irish contingent, Trevor Wilson and Luke McCarthy are the highest at 10 and 11, but um, at Fergus, I don't think Fergus or is going, but like Duncan won in West Cork, 
Marion is very, very quick, as we know, because uh, yeah. he won in Galway, I think. And uh, then you have Tom Clark and uh, Wayne Evans, who are kind of close by in every event. Rob Smith is extremely quick. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if uh, Rob might have even come close to winning this. I think possibly, I don't know if he won the historic, but he was very close to winning in Killarney a couple of years ago in the mm-hmm. um, main uh, Valley of the Lakes. Yeah. And you have Garrett Lloyd, Will Onions, you know, you know mm-hmm. Adrian Evans, Phil Rogers. There's quick drivers all the way down there, you know. Yeah, and like Trevor Wilson, who won the, won the circuit as well too, you know, in the push. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, so it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Like, these these guys have a couple of rounds now. They're probably more familiar with the tar now in, in Ireland, especially the UK guys. And it'll, mm-hmm. uh, it'll just be interesting to see how that goes. Very hard to call a winner on that one, actually, to be honest with you. I think if, if I stick my neck out, and I would possibly say Tom Clark or Rob Smith might, might edge it because Marion had no luck in West Cork. Uh, Tom was getting extremely quick uh, in West Cork, actually. Mm-hmm. And Rob, as I said, has the experience of doing it before. Um, you know, I th- I some think of these guys have obs- yeah, yeah, I think some of these guys have done historic lakes anyway. So there's mm-hmm. no, it's not going to be new territory for anyone, but no. I just think there's a couple of guys there. You feel that they're, they're on the open and win is not too far away. From I them. think I, Rob Smith, you know, I remember seeing him in the Ulster or it could be seven, eight years ago. And that was yeah. around the, the British historic championship. And he's a serious he, driver. He's a serious driver and very committed yeah. on tar, you know, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So again, yeah, that's, that's, it has all the makings of another fantastic event now at the weekend. It does. It does. And in the, the juniors, I wouldn't be as maybe overly as familiar with no. all of them. I know a few of them. I think yeah. Dara, Dara Donovan West Cork obviously won it well. Um, and, you know, is very, very fast, but not the luckiest in terms of uh, mechanical, uh, you know, or, you know, mechanical issues have held them up in the past. Jamie yeah. O'Rourke will be there, thereabouts as well. Evan McAvoy, another Cork driver, very quick, you know, Ben McIntyre. There's a few guys there now that'll, that'll, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they'll go on, on the Sunday. Um, uh, so I would, if I, I'd probably tip Dara possibly if the car stays, you know, stays together and, uh, you know, yeah. he'll strengthen his championship, his championship uh, credentials. But I think there's there's several guys there who could take the win. You know, uh, as usual, Kevin has top notch analysis there. You know, and looking forward to the lakes this weekend. Connor, we're round four of the Tarmac Championship. It's um, got all the ingredients of being another epic rally. Absolutely does. Um, and like what a competitive championship we're having as well. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, throw a dart at the top six and pick a winner. Like, um, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Genuinely, I, I, I think Rob Duncan at number eight. I, I do, you know, I said to Kevin as well, I see, you know, Rob being a bit of an old dark horse in this year. You know, he he has phenomenal speed. He's one of those guys that seem to you can. Bit of a rally car for a year and step back in and, and go quick. So uh, I'd definitely be keeping an eye on his teams over the weekend, you know. So uh, I think the modified there, there's a really cracking entry for it as well. So yeah, it's going to be a tight race once again this weekend. It is. Um, fingers crossed. I think weather's looking okay for it as well, which will, mm-hmm. you know, help. Um, and, you know, Callum Devine always goes like a rocket in Killarney. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then there's Marion growing in confidence. He's well used to that event now too, and his speed's been building up as well. And he's got the win under the belt this year too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm, and yeah. then Josh Moffat, what was it? That's not really been yeah. said, you know. So uh, <laughs> that is for sure. So, yeah, well, no doubt we'll speak more about uh, Clarny next week. Um, I also got the chance to catch up with Gary Jennings, who tells us about the Enniskillen Rally. At the weekend that's on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, and also about his latest, you know, move over to the Rally Two Fiesta. So, Gary, um, the same this weekend coming well next Monday, Bank Holiday. Uh, all roads lead to St Angelo's Airport. Enniskillen Motor Club uh, run their uh, the May Day Rally. 
What's your, your company's kindly sponsor? Yeah, that's we are. Yeah, it's, it's good to give something back. I think locally to, to rally, and it's uh, probably one of the first events I ever done, and probably a lot of people have started off. It's one of their first events. It's like see the Grand Prix is like the Bushwhacker Rally or the Circuit of Ireland. When you're starting off, you all want to do the other skilling. So yeah, it's it's this time of year again. May Day. It's always the same again as the Rally off the Lake. So a lot of people will be making the long travel up from Rally Lakes on Sunday to do the airfield on Monday, which is kind of a routine thing. So yeah, it'll be a good day's fun. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, and years gone past, you'd have been, you know, you'd been one of them guys finished the rally on the Sunday, buttered up the road then to get competing on the Monday as well. Yeah, that's right. In fact, the year one, the the rally athletics, uh, we just left prize giving at four o'clock and stood up the road <laughs> and was going through the, the airfield that morning. So yeah, a lot of people do that. So yeah, it means it's, people like supporting their local club, and I think Ellis Gillen Motor Club have a, a good gang of people who put a, a good event together, and then all the local ones like to do it for. It's, well, it is about winning, but it's always been a bit of fun, and there's been a lot of spectators there, and yeah, people like running a bit of a show, and it's talked about here for a couple of weeks after. Yeah, and like as as well as being a rally, it's a family day. You know, it's the kind of Correct one you answer. can bring the kids to because you know they they'll have ice cream vans there, they'll have you know kids uh, things to entertain the kids as well. So it's not just a you know it's not just for rally heads. It's kind of the day for everybody to come along to. Yeah, and and for people that don't understand, you know, on the stage you can see the car four or five different times on the one mm-hmm. stage where yeah. if they go to a road rally they only see them obviously the one time at the one junction mm-hmm. so yeah you can stand there field and watch the cars do the full circuit and you're double lapping and stuff and mm-hmm. like there does be passing on as well which is kind of strange to rally and you know there'll be an odd passing maneuver and towards chicanes on it and all so yeah i went up last year to watch it and yeah it is a good day it's fun and um, yeah i think depending on the weather as you say um if it's a good dry day well, hopefully the weather's given it it'll bring a lot of Mm-hmm. Family people there as well with all their families, and you see ice cream, chip shops, toys, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like another important thing then as well this weekend is what uh, you've got a different navigator set. We'll see, and there's a few other guys. Uh, the end of the end of the season last year, yourself and a few others den- kindly donated uh, seats to the John Armstrong, you know, the fund to get him back to the last round of the JWRC. Uh, so, like from that side, it's going to be a bit of crack for you know the guy sitting with you. Yeah, without a doubt, because um, three or four of us that put seats up um, for prizes for John Armstrong, which was a very successful night. And uh, yeah, um, I actually forgot about it until two weeks ago when <laughs> Brian McNulty said you have to do the airfield. So yeah, look, I haven't even thought about it. It'll be a bit of fun. But I must thank Ellis Kill Motor Club because they kind of donated the seats, the entries for the for the rally. So it was good to them as well. So it's, it's uh, Although we supply the car and all the tyres, they've obviously made the entry. So it's, it's hats off Motor Club for doing that because um, if you over oversubscribed event as it is, mm-hmm. and they give us three or four people entries, I think it was very good. But it was all all for good cause because obviously John is a an Ellisgill Motor Club member. Yeah, and like you know, you, you know, you said about Ellisgill and how Motor Club, how good they are. The Ellisgill Motor Club, I always found, is is a you know, it's a club run by competitors for competitors. They know what people want, don't they? They know what you guys are looking for. Yeah, without a doubt. Like you've like a Ron Neely in there who was a he's at, at the helm of it, you know, and he was a when I was starting off, he was very helpful to me and like he's he's one of the main men in it. And yeah, it's it's Ellis Gilmore Club is rally men, run for rally men and I put a lot of effort in it. Like um, even Brian McNulty that works with myself in here, he is a member of it and will be organising. But unfortunately this Saturday he's getting married, so <laughs> he hasn't much to do with it this year when he write the sponsorship check from here <laughs> forward. But um so I think maybe there might be a couple of sore heads on Monday morning come as well. Uh, 
you know, Cahill McCourt's doing there, feeling a couple of boys, and yeah, we're all for the wedding on Saturday, so mm-hmm. maybe so- Monday morning, maybe we bit doggy on it, but see what happens. <laughs> And, and then a couple of weeks after that, then uh, we had then up modern felt direction for the, the Tour of the Sperns. Like another important event for you, like one of your sponsors, Go, is the, the main sponsor of that event as well. Yeah, it's about giving back to the people who give to you as well. So that's why we're going there. And it'd be good to go up there with this new car. Um, you know, we got before the Circuit of Ireland, which was up around the Sperns as well. But obviously be different stages in a few weeks' time. But at least we've been on that terrain on the car. But... Mm-hmm. I would really have liked to have done an airfield or took this new car till I had to do it or somewhere to, to get the feel of it for handbraking it and sliding about. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that opportunity before the Circuit of Ireland. So I think this Monday, it's good to get seat time and the slidey car about, handbrake it, all them wee things that you can't really do on open roads. So, okay. yeah, I think it's it's playing into our hands. We have this re-rally now before we go up to the Tour of the Spurns. Yeah, and like you talked about the new car, like, you know, you were adapting well to the, you know, the the previous the the R5 Fiesta. Like Galway was a prime example. Like you were in the hunt there, so like it it must have been like a bittersweet to part with it at the finish up. Oh, hey, I didn't want to let the car go, but I just know we were we were on the limit on the car, and oh, those other two two things going to happen. You know, whether they're going to bracket or racket. So <laughs> it was time to, to change it, and um, yeah, we're a wee bit hesitant, but yeah, we got this new uh, Rally Two Fiesta and. I can't wait to get it on it again. Um, very exciting car. I know people are all running them down, but I, I can't. I can't fault it. Um, a real driver's car. Obviously, my team converted from left-hand drive to right-hand drive. Mm-hmm. And previous to the Circuit of Ireland, it was ready two nights before. So we got no testing. But now with the Circuit of Ireland over, and hopefully with the airfield over, we'll be in a good stead then for the Spurs. But look, um, technology is a great thing. Yeah, the car is ten years newer than the other car. Mm-hmm. It's just even sitting in the car and no road noise. You know, everything is just. Brand new, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to get out of it again now. And I must thank CNM Motors Noma for providing us the car, and obviously Neil McHugh for converting it. And you know, mm-hmm. with ears and rally tires, and John Steele and M Sport, the package feels real good. And I uh, can only encourage more people just to go down that route and get these new cars out now and, and enjoy them. Yeah, because like you know, you know, you were a world rally car man, like you had your S12B, probably the ultimate, you know, in its day, like, yeah. but. That that boat of sales now, like the S twelve B, probably wouldn't be competitive, and it'd be, you know, like to only go to make it last three days would be nearly impossible at this stage. Yeah, you know, we're chatting now twenty years. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's it's a long time. And like watching El Maguire down in the first round of national, and definitely the whack and the noise of that twelve B coming is That's like cool. nothing else. That's, but uh-huh. you can see the break, and you can see where the R five cars, the R two cars, can go way on and late to the corners. And they can carry so much more corner speed, you know. Really, uh, fourth gear corner in the Subaru is flat out in, the, in these R2 cars and R5 cars, mm-hmm. and that's still what I'm finding so hard to adapt. Like, you're going into a corner and your eyes are actually telling you you can't go around this, but you're feeling in your body you can. So, you know, it's trusting your body to go on in where your eyes are saying it, it doesn't work, but it actually does. So, mm-hmm. yeah, technology is a wonderful thing this way. I've moved on, but um. I wouldn't knock the 12B, I, I would love to take mine out again, but it's just, they're so valuable now, and uh, so hard to get parts for, but, yeah, as you say, I don't think they'll stick three days done ago. Like, so, Jerry, like, you know, what is the notable differences, for, you know, from your previous rally, you know, your R5, to the, the newer version of the car? Yeah, well, the previous R5 car was a 14 car, mm-hmm. so obviously this car now is a, a 23 car, so nine years difference in technology. Um, 
the main thing that I see is the power um, and traction and uh, suspension. Um, the older cars, we had completely sorted for bumps and stuff. With this new car, far more power. Diffs is fantastic. But the suspension, it just isn't right yet, but it's got a lot better over the circuit of Ireland over the one day. Hmm. So hopefully, if we get another day, it'll be perfect. But I don't think anybody has spent enough time in these R2 cars they'll take the most out of them. Uh, to the geometry and suspension, and I think I think it's a fantastic bit of kit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we work very closely with um, Matt Edwards and stuff who have done them in the past, and we've got their setups, and I, it, it does help with getting the feedback from them fellas before we get into the car. Mm-hmm. And then obviously John Steele and Emsport been very good with us, and uh, it's, it's it's a good package, and I, I'm looking forward to getting out in the car again. Mm-hmm. Uh, where before we were doing the best we could in the older car. Yeah. Where I, do, I know there's a lot more to come now in this New York car. I'm really, really looking forward to getting back out in again. Yeah. And like, do you still, you know, like, you know, you're saying that you can't wait now for the spares. Do you still get that same buzz stepping into a rally car like on a Saturday morning as you did 20 years ago or whatever? Um, without a doubt, no. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't in the older car there because I was just driving at 10 tenths and I was getting on the edge where I was going, something was going to happen. So it's good to get in this car again and learn it. But I think there's a smile back in my face because you like I like working with stuff to make it better, and I think we can work with this car to get it better. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I'm looking forward definitely to get back out in this car and to get back up to the, to the front of the field. Um, you know, it's very hard to go to an international one of these cars and fight with the, the top ten guys because they're all going so hard. Like I think, I think anybody that comes to any rally in Ireland at the minute that comes out of any rally in Europe is going to find it very hard to get into the top ten again. All these these fellas we have at the minute because mm-hmm. they're all definitely on top of their game. Yeah, like you know, you've seen Irish rallying now for you know how number number of years. Isn't it in the phenomenal place we're in at the moment? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, the only thing that that I do find is wrong again is getting very expensive. Yeah. You know, um, the R five cars are fantastic bits of kit, but I looked at all the different options. I looked at the Citroens, the Hyundai's. I looked at everything, and the cars are all the same price, but it's the maintenance bill you get with all, with all these cars okay. and repair bills. Stuff is so expensive, and that's why we think we choose the Ford. You know, um, parts are a lot cheaper for the Fords, easier got when you have to go to M Sport to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, body pounds and stuff are reasonable, but people might think of these rally cars, are okay that you know that they're set price to buy, they don't see the bigger picture of maintaining these cars. Mm-hmm. You know, a world rally car is, is made back in 06 to do this well, in 02, the safari rally and hard rallies. Mm-hmm. But really, these R5 cars are really built for smoother rallies. You know, yeah. they're not really, they haven't really the, the components to go over a long, long period of time. Mm-hmm. So, although they're a lot cheaper to buy, they're dearer to maintain because we're putting more bits frequently on them mm-hmm. because of the regulations. But, um, yeah, do I enjoy it? I wasn't enjoying it, but I definitely am now. I can't wait to get back out again. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, uh, I suppose at this time of the year, our thoughts are already starting to turn towards June. Um, Donegal, you know, you've won yeah. it twice. Would you like your name in the trophy another time? Yeah, I've been, it's been very unlucky for me, Donegal. <laughs> I should have won it probably more times than twice. I think I've been in the top three, maybe six or seven times. It's just very hard to get everything perfect for three days, Donegal. And you're right. Um, even Rory's. The reason why we've got the new car now is mm-hmm. to get time in it before Donegal. Donegal is the one you want to get around. Mm-hmm. That's the one you want to finish every year. And it's the one that most people recognise as, as, as the biggest rally probably, probably in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, it has that special allure. Like last year, like going into to Sunday, 
like nobody would predict it the way it turns in its head. It's it's going fast enough to be in the hunt and but being realistic enough to know that the rally's not over till it's over. Like you've seen that yes. in the past yourself. Oh, you know, there's always things in the tail. Um Donegal proved that. But uh, yeah, it's three long, long days and it's not like Friday's a handy day, it's not. I think uh, here this year we're going to Donegal Town, Killy Beggs on the Friday, so it's going to be completely new territory to everybody, which which will be good. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, Sunday, we'll probably be back up around stages that were more known. But like Friday's going to be so tough because everybody's going to be out of the blocks on Friday at hard, hard as it can go, but it's all going to be new stages. So like I am not a person for DVDs. I do carry in car cameras, but I never watch them unless it's a piece up on the screen on a TV. I never would sit down and watch them. I find them boring to watch. But I know all these younger ones will... If this rally from this year they were watched last year's stages several times mm-hmm. I don't find that I don't think it's it's not bad for the sport but it's like playing a playing an FA Cup final on Saturday and for three days before playing the same team you know <laughs> just, I don't find it exciting I would rather just go yeah. and make my notes and drive my notes mm-hmm. I don't like memorising it I don't like um, I think it takes away a bit from the sport mm-hmm. but I think when we go to these new stages on Friday it'll probably see the natural drivers who can go in blind and, and uh, mm-hmm. put the punch of good times up for sure, for sure. And like, you know, before we finish up, I suppose like there's been the dark cloud hanging over Irish Rally and you know, for the past almost two weeks now at this stage. Like Craig Brain, like he was all that was good about Irish Rally and you know, he you know, he competed in the world stage, but they still enjoyed coming home here and doing the you know, the, the likes of the Clarity Historics, you know, he recently competed in West Cork. Like you got to know Craig over the last few years? Yeah, but people always say Craig Brain stopped started at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. And made his way up till the pinnacle of the sport. Like, um, I can't remember the year, but I remember Craig Green navigating, um, in Killarney Rally Lakes. Um, fellow Patchy Maguire was running the car, and I remember Craig Green and the driver forgetting their helmets going to the start of Mall's Gap, and we had a wild hand getting them the helmets to the start of the stage. But he started at the very bottom of the sport navigating mm-hmm. before that carton and went the whole way to the you know, and really there was more to come. He there was a lot there was still more to come and you know, must say being down at the funeral on Tuesday I must take my hat off to Ray and Jackie and the whole family because people mightn't realise but they shook everybody's hand at that funeral on Tuesday they stood there to the last person who was leaving that graveyard mm-hmm. and I think that's a testament to the family yeah. and to Craig the way that they appreciate people being there like but for them, that family to stand in that graveyard and shake everybody's hand was mm-hmm. was unbelievable. It was, I think, a very sinister moment in motorsport. And I think it's been a long, long time since we've seen something like that. I know we don't want to see it again, but, yeah. you know, I think. And plus, Mike and Bex, the things they said in the, in the chapel, I think there wasn't a dry house, a dry mm-hmm. eye in the house, you know, it was just, mm-hmm. I think everything was just so smooth about Craig. And I think it's, a, it's more about a, a celebration of the legend he, he was now. Mm-hmm. And, and to, to, to dwell on, on what happened and yes. you know it's out of every great tragedy there's always positives come out of it and I think mm-hmm. you know he definitely has lifted the Irish people and to see what happened at the finish of the world championship there at the weekend like ah. you know done so much for people and so much for Irish people and I think Jackie and Ray should be very very proud of that and I know everybody was so proud to be Irish and mm-hmm. it brings everybody together. It doesn't matter if you're Northern Ireland or Southern Ireland. Yeah. It showed that on Tuesday at that funeral. Everybody was it's together community, and yeah, so happy. And, uh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, there was people like, 
John Coyne was there, there's people from America there. You know, they all flew in for that funeral mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Like, and I, I know it's not right gauging things, but like it's, that funeral was in the capacity of, if I remember, of the Fisher funeral, you know, it was just so many people from all over the world and everybody was there. It was just such a poignant moment on Tuesday, but that's because of the respect that everybody had for for Craig. Thanks very much there to Gary Jennings. Um, the, you know, the one thing that has run through this podcast tonight is the admiration that everyone has held for Craig Breen, you know. And, you know, when the time is right, you know, we will revisit this because like, there's so much more can be said about Craig that, you know, we've only touched on it tonight, Connor, really, haven't we? We have. And look, everybody's emotions are raw. It, it's, you know, when when people have the headspace to talk about Crean and share their stories about him with us, we'll do something then. But at mm-hmm. the moment, it's a case of just, you know, our thoughts are with the family. For sure, for sure. So uh, please, can you like, share, rate, uh, subscribe, all those things, you know, you, we keep mentioning and you keep doing it. So much appreciate it as always. So that was uh, uh, episode 12, season two. Until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.